BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. This week's Law Order Marathon winner is Monty Montgomery of Victoria, Australia. Monty will get a marathon decal showing they watched 26.2 hours of their favorite crime show. For next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoy and Josh Dugan, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 20, Episode 11, Plastic. It'll be all right, Sadie. I'm calling my lawyer. You know what? That is a good idea because you're both under arrest for the rape by Ava Parcell. What? So freeways are illegal now? I thought this was New York, not Texas. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Thanks for having me, Kevin. And rounding out our panel is our special guest from the Munch My Benson podcast. It's Josh Dugan. Hi, Josh. Hola. How goes? <laughs> so Josh, this is a season twenty episode, and season twenty is terribly bad. Oh <laughs> man, nineteen and twenty; those Trinutrin years are brutal. Yeah. Well, is there a particularly good era of SVU? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. I think. Um, I, mm. I think a lot of the Neil Barry years, which are insane, they're the insane thing that you know people are still sort of yearning for. Uh, you know, for the 20 or for the 12 intervening seasons. And what about our friend Speed Weed? Speed Weed, well, he was the Neil Barriers. Uh, so, Spe- yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, he was, yeah, he was on the writing staff in what season eight through 12 or so. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's some great, there's some bangers in season 12. Yep. Yeah. We, unfortunately, we give all credit to any of those crazy ones to speed weed, yes. whether he deserves sure, them or sure. not. You yeah. know, the dog ate the tampon. Oh, yeah. Wet. Stabbed the cap in with a pickle. Yeah, yeah. wet was amazing. <laughs> that, that episode is bonkers. <laughs> we kind of miss the bonkersness of it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they'll still have... You know, the Warren Light had that crazy um, body modification episode. That's mm. oh, mm. that's my favorite episode of all time. Strange Beauty. Hands yeah, down. that episode absolutely. is absolutely nuts. Uh, <laughs> I love that yeah. one. I I absolutely love that one. I love the everything about it. I love the whole pointy ears aspect oh, yeah. of it. I love the whole Rollins and Finn like vibe to mm-hmm. it. I love everything about it. Well, that and Steve telling Rollins, Steve from Sex on the City, telling Rollins and Benson <laughs> yeah. that they would be more attractive 
if they just cut <laughs> off one of their legs is amazing. <laughs> His amputee fetish is like next level. Oh, man. Wild. <laughs> so, Josh, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite law and order detective team. Oh, Munch and Finn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a hesitation. No, yeah, no, no hesitation. They each have their own kind of style. Don't oh, they? yeah. But they complement each other well. Yeah, I think they look great with both legs. Um, <laughs> hey, Josh, who's your favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team. I think I gotta go, because I definitely skew heavy SVU. I mean, I used, I watched like mm. the first 12 seasons or so of Law and Order, the original that's series. It. That's all? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Mm, not a completist. I th- think I'd go Cabot. Mm, good choice. Very it it good was choice. between Cabot and Barba. Like those are my, depending on the day, depending on the mood. Mm. But you know, with Cabot, there's the sexual tension with Benson always. So yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> but not with Barba, huh? Uh, no, well, I I always felt like with Barba, it was more like, oh, we're really good friends. Mm. Uh, which you yeah. don't get that sense when Benson and Benson and Cabot are like having a candlelit dinner. subtext my friend subtext all right now let's take a look at the first half of this episode special victims unit season 20 episode 11 plastic open on a manhattan party the kind you only get invited to if you're young hot and smoke a birthday cake flavored vape (laughs) (laughs) on one side of the room plastic surgeon heath barron his statuesque designer cupcake making girlfriend sadie and an expensive bottle of italian wine on the other side of the room innocent new to the scene ava when we see her rush to the bathroom woozy she's approached by sadie with promises of help later we see a disoriented and disheveled Ava ringing random doorbells and claiming she was raped. It was hers. My hands were pinned down and I couldn't move. And they were taking turns. They? It was a couple. It was a man and a woman. They both raped me. Finn and Carisi are able to ID the couple from the expensive bottle of wine they brought to the party. And Ava confirms to Rollins, Heath, and Sadie were the ones who drugged and raped her. The doctor and his girlfriend have a different story. They say the three-way was consensual, and Ava was the one who passed out the drugs. Despite the ambiguity, Benson gets a search warrant for Heath's home. Finn finds a buttload of prescription drugs, and Carisi discovers a collection of thumb drives. Each contains videos of the couple getting it on with drugged-up women. The detectives find Heath and Sadie making out with another hot chick and arrest them. All right, so we start at this party, or at least what television writers think happens at a party. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of girls kissing each other. There's Mac-ing. heavy petting yep. by a bunch of shirtless people in the Hookah. bedroom. Hookah everywhere. Hookah. <laughs> Music you can speak over. I mean, there's basically an orgy that breaks out in the host's bedroom that the host is not okay with. And like, talk, yeah. like ends. She's like, get out of my bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. she ends up with that dude later, uh-huh. we're supposed yeah. to believe. Yes. Good for yeah, her, though. I mean, I mean. Yeah. I'd be mad if there was an orgy at my address and I was not invited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm just passing around Moscow mules, I guess. <laughs> Later they refer to it as a loft party and I'm like, is that her house? Yeah, like- it didn't seem like a loft. <laughs> It was very strange. But they're like, what, do you call it a loft party when it's actually somebody's own loft that they live in? 
It's marketing. <laughs> no one's going to have an orgy at a house party, you know? It just sounds like get your solo cup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And who's going to put blue carousel with a Moscow mule? That shit is nasty. I, nasty. That was perverse. Now when you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and is she still serving it in, you know, all those copper mugs? You know, those are... Tough to keep shining. Yeah. Really tough. One humid day, and those things turn brown. Well, she probably has a copper mug guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Just handles yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when Ava stumbles away, she starts pressing like random doorbells, including that of an older gay couple who are already in bed. And when the guy looks on the app to see it's this young woman, he's like, You got the wrong house. You got the wrong house. <laughs> It's not because he's gay. It's just he's about no drama. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like. Yeah, it's exactly what we would say. Let's it's the middle real. of the night. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, are you a Jehovah's Witness? Please go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and just before talking to a woman about what might have been slipped in her drink, Carisi shows up at the hospital with Benson's coffee. Mm-hmm. Here you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Almond milk, uh-huh. no spit. He's always showing up with either food or drink and always like in his bevested sartorial splendor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's very nurturing. Mm-hmm. He really is. He just wants to be somebody's uncle. Yeah, it's either that or he's bringing food from his mom, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, both things are true mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to get you a ginger ale, settle your stomach. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> So when they they interview Ava, the only thing that she remembers is that he smelled sweet, like Gucci Rush. (laughs) He smelled sweet, like like Gucci Rush. It made me think of high school. (laughs) From high school. Yeah, from high school. (laughs) Which, by the way, is a woman's perfume, but what the hey? It's like, Finn, I need you to start canvassing every Sephora. (laughs) We also learned that Heath Barron is a celebrity plastic surgeon. Mm -hmm. He has a TV show called Mr. Mommy Makeover. Mm. And Rollins, who's 200 weeks pregnant, says, I'm going to watch the shit out of that. (laughs) Right after Duck Dynasty, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know she tapes that every week. Yes, I love pregnant Rollins. Perennially pregnant Rollins. It's so What's so funny about Pregnant Rollins is, you know how like on other shows, you can tell what season it is when the actor walks on and they're pregnant? Yeah. You, you mean like early SVU? Yeah, uh-huh. you can't, yeah. You yeah, can't do eight, that. Uh, there's season yeah. eight SVU, yeah. Yeah, but you can't really do that with SVU because Rollins is like always pregnant. It's like, which, yeah. which time is yeah. this? Like at the, yeah, it's like it's very, very, really awesome. And which random guy was the father? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So let's look at our cast. We have a couple of Hey, It's That Guys. All right. Hey, it's that guy. Can you tell me who's the actor playing Dr. Heath Barron? Sadie and I have been together forever. We're like an old married couple. She jokes, add sugar to maintain freshness. Uh, she's a baker. It's my favorite douchebag from the West Wing, whose last name I have a hard time pronouncing. Mark Ferrerstein. Mark Ferrerstein, <laughs> yes. I'm just going to call him Royal Pains. Oh, yeah. it's a show I don't watch, but I know he's on it. Yeah, he's on that. By the way, you know who his sister was? Oh, that yes. playing Ava. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll move along to that. Uh, he was also in the movie What Women Want. He played Conrad Bloom in the awful 90s CBS comedy Conrad Bloom. <laughs> How long was that on? Uh, like not long. Five episodes minutes. Or one pilot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, what if we could do friends without other friends? Oh, okay. Uh, the best review says, actually not that bad. Hmm. <laughs> rave. A rave review. 
Yeah. 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 He was dubbed by critics as the murderer of a thousand sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> Having tanked in uh, The Heart Department, Good Morning Miami, Fired Up, and Conrad Bloom. Yeah. So. Well, we all hated him because he was Donna Moss's boyfriend uh, briefly, yeah. keeping her from Josh. Yeah. And he was, that was oh. a problem. Yeah, cock blocking her from. Yeah. And he. He also participated in like the stupidest West Wing scandal where they were covering up the fact that Leo was a recovering alcoholic, like the biggest scandal yeah. to ever hit. Not that he was a current, current alcoholic. That yep. he had been drinking at one point in the past. Well, he was in a, he was in a previous uh, president's cabinet. Yeah. yeah. He's going to meetings. Real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, people think his father is Harvey Firestein. Unlikely. Uh, yeah, highly yeah. unlikely. <laughs> well, his father's name is actually Harvey Fuhrerstein, right? Fuhrerstein. Mm. <laughs> right, I don't have to Google whether Harvey Firestein has children. Unlike- though, right? Unlikely. I mean, it's you possible. You got the wrong house. Possible. <laughs> unlikely. <Yeah. laughs> uh, we have a hey, it's that girl. Hey, it's that girl. Do you know who's playing Sadie? What is it with you people? Do you hate sex? Or are you just scared of it? We enjoy what's natural, what's beautiful. You get your jollies by turning it all into something sick and criminal. Well, it's, uh, um, oh man, it's something. Elissa Sutherland, who was in uh, Vikings. Yeah. yeah, she was the queen on the historical drama Vikings. Wow. She's going to be in the upcoming HBO Max horror series, Evil Dead Rise. Wow. Which you will definitely not be watching. 100% no, not if it has to do with dead people rising. I will not watch that. Yeah. So her character in this uh, episode is a designer cupcake maker. Yeah. Uh, Lissa's Instagram is basically her baking cakes. In real life? In real life, yeah. Hmm. She made like a Star Wars, may the fourth be with you cake with R2-D2. And then she watches other people eat it. Exactly. She watches other people. She does not look like she's eating a whole no, lot of cake. No. <laughs> Doesn't look like she's housing cakes left and right. No. Nope. no this is how I get it out of my system. Yes. Mm. Can you tell me who is the actress playing Ava? Oh, yeah. Will Fitzgerald. <laughs> Even if I wanted to try it again, I did not want this. Oh, my God. You don't believe me? I did not want this. They raped me. Willa Fitzgerald, where do you know Willa Fitzgerald from? Well, she was just in Reacher. Okay. Reacher, yes. And she was a very strong character in Reacher. <laughs> like she was uh she was a cop and was like one of the only capable cops in a small town <laughs> department. Uh that is not her. This that's not like this victim vic- recently traumatized victim that she's playing here. Mm-hmm. She was also obviously in Royal Pains, which we sort of hinted at, uh, but she was his sister. Oh. Yeah. She was Royal Pains' sister, so he's basically raping his sister. Oh, here. my God. Perfect. Perfect on for film. the audience. On yeah. film. Yeah. On film, nonetheless. Uh, so, uh, Willa Fitzgerald, uh, she has also, she's also a star of uh, Scream, the TV series. She played a, one of the cheerleaders in the noir show Dare Me, and she is the star of the new Watergate film called 18 and a Half. She plays a White House transcriptionist who gets her hands on Nixon's 18 minutes of missing recordings. Hmm. Hey, remember the, the idea that a president might have broken the law once hmm. was a career ender? Yes. And it's, okay, well, no one's making movies about 2020, I'll tell you that. Nope. Can you tell me the guy playing Hal Turner, the father of the missing girl? I, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you both know, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Rebecca. Well, I only know him because we just talked about him in a recent episode of this <laughs> yeah. show, Kevin O'Rourke. Like, he's a repeat offender, yeah. right? You know how it is with teen girls. She wasn't in with the in crowd. So 
She assumed it was because she wasn't pretty. Uh, yeah, 13 Law and Order appearances. <laughs> he was Sam uh, Sam Tiffany in SVU and Sam, uh, <laughs> a different di- different defense attorney Sam in the original series. Yeah, like, yeah, I recognize him from talking about him on this podcast. Yep. Ah, yep. okay. <laughs> he's also a doctor in a different episode of SVU, and he's like the, he was the, what, alderman who became the mayor in, uh, who became the yeah. sort of puppet, puppeted mayor in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kevin O'Rourke. You guys ruined my line here where I was going to say he he's, looks like Angela's dad from My So-Called Life if you were kept alive by IV fluids. <laughs> Kevin O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like, like dehydrated. <laughs> Hydrated. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, a little a little bit bloated there. Yeah, yeah. He was also the star of a show with a special place in my heart. It was, it's called Remember When hmm. W E N N. Oh, okay. Yeah, it took place in the an, Rupert Holmes joint. It took place in a nineteen thirties radio station where they do live radio uh with sound effects and things like that. It received many Emmy nominations for costume design. <laughs> well, it was also Rupert Holmes created the show. From uh, Escape, the yes. Pina Colada song? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the first, uh, it was the first AMC show, if I'm not mistaken. It did win several Cable Ace Awards. Huh. Which oh, Which were very yeah. prestigious but- at the time. Is that like a show that you think that you remember like no one else remembers, and then you just met somebody else who remembers it? This is very I just exciting. know about it because everyone from that show has been in SVU. I didn't realize it existed. Until until we started doing a podcast about SVU and had like 90 different people who were in the Remember When cast. Amazing. Amazing. That's like yeah. a show. There's a show that I remember that I don't think anyone else remembers. A show that Kyle Chandler was in like a really long time ago. Oh, you remembered. Yeah. Homefront. Oh, oh Homefront. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I the, Front, oh, yeah. You guys remember that show, too? Because every time mm-hmm. I bring it up, yeah. people like are like, they don't know what existed. I thought I, I feel like I dreamed it. Anyway, well, I used to see Adam and I lived in Austin when Friday Night Lights was filming. So I used to see Kyle Chandler all the time. Oh, lucky so man. Like, he, it was like he would rent boats from us. Oh, uh, so he was super nice guy. Yeah, like good to crazy hear. nice. One of the nicest celebrities I think I've ever dealt with. And I worked in the industry, too. So so glad you said that. Imagine if it were the opposite. Kyle Chandler's prick. Ah, yeah. OK. You know where Kyle Chandler's from? No, he's from Loganville, Georgia. Which is where Rollins is from. Oh, now we know yeah. who the father of that baby oh, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which one? By the way, can you tell me who's playing Tamara Kimball? That's the uh, the woman who owns that cabin in the woods. When he came to look at the place, we had a cup of coffee and a long talk. And he told me he was fixed on this med student. But she was living with another guy who worked construction. <laughs> no. Oh yes, uh, because she's in the she's in organized crime. Yeah, her name's Carol Lagerfeld. Uh, yeah. She's best known as the grand dame Cece Rhodes in Gossip Girl. Wow. And she is also in Rebecca's favorite show with the absolute lowest stakes, Sweet Magnolias. <laughs> the worst <laughs> show on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something because Netflix has a lot of stinkers. It is so bad. It is so, so bad. And I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Steel Magnolias if there was zero conflict. And, and nice. Uh, nice. zero care about what critics or anyone else thinks about the writing <laughs> yeah and where ladies get together and drink uh margaritas with no ice in them. yes and where a deep southern town has no racism <laughs> yeah it's perfect she's had eight law and order appearances over four shows with a yes a recurring role on organized crime as agnes mob guy reggie's mom who has trouble communicating boy does she yeah after her arrest she was wheeled into court in a wheelchair and then tried to shoot Stabler 
with a gun that she had hidden under the wheelchair. Oh. See, I think that yeah. makes sense because you got to take your shot there because there's no ramp on those courthouse steps where everyone else gets shot. True, true. All right, Benson tells Rollins that... You know, we've heard this sex game's gone wrong story a hundred times before. You buying it? Oh, Botox and cupcakes? Sounds tempting. There's Botox and cupcakes. Yeah, as she's <laughs> ripping open a big old bag of pretzels. Great. She also thinks the doc is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Hot. I don't see it. But come on, Amanda. Fuck the cupcakes. You're there for the dick, right? Rollins' standards are very low. That has been established. Well, yeah, she's also pregnant right now, so she might actually fuck a cupcake. Yes. Yeah. She also fucked her sponsor in the 12-step uh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. program, by the way. Yeah. She does not exactly have, like, the world's best judgment when it comes to men. I think that has been firmly established. Yeah. At least she's with Carisi now. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. By the way, in all the years, how many cupcakes have you seen Rollins put in her mouth versus... Pretzels? No, I'm just going to no. leave it there for dicks. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess no. Sure. I followed. We're not shaming. We're not Rollins. shaming Rollins. She just has no. bad judgment, and she's not a real person. So. Exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so you can say what you want about her. Uh, Finn and Carisi search the house, and they find a whole bunch of medicine mm. and a ball gag. And what are they actually they're looking for? What kind of evidence are they supposed to find? Uh, I don't know. Semen? Yeah, they already said it's going to be there. Yeah. It's- well, see, I've been watching House a lot lately, so I'm just assuming they're looking for whatever the whatever they're lying about. He's got some weed over here. He's got a prescription for this, too. Hey, whatever happened to bottles of champagne and candles? You don't really want me to answer that, do you? <laughs> no. Actually, I'm very confused about this mm-hmm. because you would think if these people believe they were committing crimes, they would not have evidence just like right there. Right. Yeah. So although they did record a rape. Yes. Several, apparently. And yeah. they just. But it was well, just, only not really. Yeah. Well, that that's that's a major question that. Well, is, let's get oh, to that in the dangling second half. Participant. Well, let's get to yes. that in yes. the second yes. half. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, put yeah, a yeah, sure. That being said, this was a very explicit episode of SVU. Some, yes. some episodes are more explicit yes. than others. This was a particularly explicit episode, I think. Yeah. Although if you froze it on any of those recordings, nothing actually makes sense. Like <laughs> yeah. when, when all three of them, when it's the Jenny Adams tape, all like Jenny Adams is laying down. Her <laughs> legs are like yeah. crossed and over to the side. And then uh, Royal Pains is like sort of on top of her sort of almost, but in a way that like. It's hard to see how any stimulation would have been happening. Yeah. And then she's got Sadie over her chest, like laying over her chest, like sideways. And you're just like, no, the, sex doesn't work this way. No. No. It looks like something yeah. from the WWE. Right. But it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a dog pile. It's yeah. also pretty clear that this guy doesn't actually get boners because he's able to just stand up in the restaurant. And when he's like hanging out with the two women and making out oh, with yeah. both of them and like. He doesn't grab a menu to cover no. up. Or anything. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's among the uh, drugs there that he still has to take. <laughs> the little blue pill. By the way, they find them right when it comes time to put the cuffs on them, like at this weird club. Excuse me, Dr. Barron. Is there a problem, detectives? I know you searched our house. All the drugs were legal. You could have just asked. Look, I've been accommodating, polite. I know you're just doing your jobs, but this is getting irritating. Oh, it's getting irritating. Yeah. Heath, can they do this? Remember, they were accused by the police of drugging and raping a woman that day. (laughs) And now they're trying to do it again. Yeah. I mean, can't you cool it off till the weekend, man? Nope. Apparently not. When does she have time to make those cupcakes? And when does he have time to do that plastic surgery? That's the real question. Nine to five, and then 
They're their own people after that. <laughs> okay, if you were in that restaurant, if you were in Calle Dao, which is actually a place, I I was shocked. Shocked that this is a real restaurant. That With a bed in the back? Their, well, that it's a pri- they say it's a private booth, but it looked like a bed like on first pass. And then second time I was like, I guess maybe it's not a bed. But like if you look where they're seated, there are tables yeah. that are overlooking where they're basically Isn't a private like, booth just a booth, right? See, sure seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> but you could see you could see other tables from where they are so it's not that private so i don't know if you were at that restaurant and saw that going on even though the two women are like objectively attractive you would be grossed out yeah entirely yeah who would want to eat and it, seriously there there are three tables like on a on a sort of like raised level above it like yeah. looking right down on it it's it's insane to me waiter can you take this chowder back thank you <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'll have the tuna i'll have the tuna <laughs> bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the us economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Hey, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. The detectives confront Heath and Sadie with the videos of them getting it on. You and your girlfriend got quite a collection of sex tapes, Heath. If watching sex is now illegal, you're going to have to arrest 90% of the country. That's a good point. But some of your victims were too high to consent. That woman is unconscious. She's not unconscious. She's pretending to be unconscious. The women in the video say all the acts were consensual. And Heath and Sadie go on TV to accuse Ava of looking for a payout. That causes Ava to withdraw her complaint, and the case stalls. Meantime, Carisi finds an encrypted video showing a teen about to go down on an older man. He thinks the guy is Heath back in the day when he was in medical school. Benson learns the girl in the photo is Cece Taylor, who's been missing for more than a decade. Her dad tells Liv, what the hey? Maybe it's best she's dead now. Carisi and Finn located the cabin Heath rented back in the day and matched the video to a corner of the basement. That's when Finn notices a cutout in the wood paneling. They rip open the wall and find a young girl's skeleton. Rollins says, wait, the DNA of the dead girl doesn't match Cece's. Benson shows the tape to Sadie, who says, what the hey? (laughs) That's when Liv figures out Sadie is actually Cece. The dead girl is named Moira, who Heath said just took off. 
That's when he and uh, Cece slash Sadie got together with the plastic surgeon changing her face and her name. Sadie also admits to giving Ava all those drugs before the assault. After an inappropriate discussion about a pregnant woman's body, Rollins tells Heath that he's under arrest for murder. In the end, Mr. Taylor is reunited with the daughter he'd long thought was dead. Okay, this isn't a great episode of SVU, I will say that. Season 20 wasn't a great year for uh, SVU either, not a great season. It, it is, though, my favorite kind of season 20 episode. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. In which Peter Stone is only on the telephone. We yeah. don't have to see him. Uh-huh. I saw him in the opening credits and I was like, oh, no. And then he wasn't in it. And I was like, all right. Great. Oh, Peter Stone. No. <laughs> well, they could have had him come in for just one scene with his shirt, like, unbuttoned down to his, like, st- bottom of his sternum and just, like, being ripped. Yeah. But They don't have time to explain all this shit to him again. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty clear that at some point through the season, they realized it just wasn't working out because he's just like in it like less and less and less as the season progresses. Thank God. (laughs) They're like, on paper, it was a good idea. Mm. So let's just start wrapping it up. On paper, it was not even a good idea. (laughs) Do you remember during season 20 that we had a special episode where we basically asked people whether we should kill this show? Yeah. I mean, our own podcast. We're like, come on, guys. Yeah. It's really bad. But yes. they, they turned it around. Yes. For a little while anyway. Yes. Do you remember in this yeah. season of SVU, there was an episode in which Olivia Benson tells Peter Stone that her son Noah needs more masculine energy in his life. Jesus that Christ. was actually a piece of dialogue that happens in this season of SVU. Yeah. This was a freaking terrible season. Remember the guy sleeping with his own daughter? <laughs> exactly. Didn't know it? You've been sleeping with your own daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that was that was a classic episode yep. of SVU. <laughs> so all the interrogation scenes are just excuses to confront each character with their own sex drive. You wouldn't mind that, would you, Detective? Two women both melting under your touch, every erotic sense in your body churning and churning until they all explode simultaneously in total mental and physical ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Remember how he would randomly be that someone would say something that reminds Benson of her barren uterus yes. all those years. Yes. Well, now we have people trying to remind her about the cobwebs on her vag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever made love to a woman? Oh, I, I know you want to. You want someone who understands you, your needs, your fantasies, your body, someone with gentle lips and a curious and generous tongue searching your mouth while a man takes you hard, rough. No, that's okay. The two of them in questioning, like when they're in interrogation, everything coming out of their mouths is disgusting. Like I was nauseated, nauseated with like every single thing that they were saying. And you're just like, oh, I don't know if you've ever had like creepy swingers in your life. Um, uh, no. No. <laughs> Have you? you well, I mean, I've just worked with I've worked with people who are creepy swingers. Okay, yeah. Or or like had them in like keep going. Yeah. And so like just hearing this dialogue coming out, and I mean, again, clearly Alyssa Sutherland is paid to be attractive. Yes. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. Like I mean, just objectively, but like hearing the dialogue come out of her mouth is still disgusting and you're like how can this person who's this like clearly Lovely. like yes. easy on the eyes yes. 
how can this person saying things that are like so pro-sex be so repulsive? Exactly. And they found a way. They did. I guess a hat tip to season 20 SVU writing staff, Chernuchin's boys. I'm going to point out that when they ask if uh, they'd ever been with another woman, neither of them said no. Just point it oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you don't want the ponus in the vagoo, I guess. Well, you know, you know that Rollins has. Rollins oh, has, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Benson and Cabot were the loves of one another's lives, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, again, they have an opportunity to swat down the rumor and, and decide not to take it, so. Yeah, it's true. Got to keep hope alive. Uh, they're showing one of the women in pain from a sexual encounter, and that's when Sadie says she's orgasming. Ugh. That's Jenny Abrams. And she looks like she's in quite a bit of distress. Oh, she was orgasming. It was a big one. They say if you put photos side by side of people in pain and people orgasming, it's hard to tell the difference. Man, of all the verbs in the English language to describe that, I don't know if that's the way I would phrase it. And then she follows it with, it was a big one. It was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> like her saying orgasming is so much worse than if she'd just been able to say coming on network television. Yeah. Yes. Because it's obviously like what's going on here. It's S&P saying, oh, no, no, no. We can't have them say coming. Let's have them say orgasming, which is fucking disgusting why can't it just be like detective she's just getting the poison out <laughs> or she's just e-jacking she's e-jacking yes <laughs> that should have been olivia's first clue that this girl never finished high school just gonna say on <laughs> <laughs> the sat she didn't do well in the synonym section i like that sadie clearly wants to get her fuck on with benson though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Five foot eleven. She's like, I'm gonna make a woman out of you. <laughs> it's so funny when they that first shot of Sadie and Royal Pains, where the, Royal Pains is like dwarfed by her. Yeah, <laughs> like, so they are standing next to one another, and I mean, granted, she's in heels, but she is like six inches taller than yeah. him. Yeah, at, at least uh, yes. it's she great. is a Viking queen, as yes. we yes. established. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Finn and Carisi go to this little cabin that Heath rented while he was in medical school. And Mrs. Kimball lets them into the basement where they spot what could be a hidden space behind a wood paneling. And uh, then they ask Mrs. Kimball, um, Mrs. Kimball, would you do me a favor and, and wait for us upstairs? Oh, sure. Uh, not, do you mind if we rip up your basement? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not do we have permission to search the premises for evidence? Right. And could you get us a crowbar? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Could you just go upstairs and get us a spot of tea and then bring it back downstairs in China Cups? I gotta ask, why does the skeleton fall out in one piece? Because it's TV, Kevin. Well, I mean, apparently he left the body standing up. Yep. So yep. at this point, wouldn't it just Leaning be- Leaning against the panel. Wouldn't it just be a pile of bones at the bottom by now? It was preserved in lime. He covered the body in lye to stop the smell. Something a med student would know. Don't, didn't you go to medical school like Dr. Mother's surgery guy did? Right. They said, oh, well, a doctor who... <laughs> a doctor would know to put lime on it. Yeah, so would anybody else who's ever watched the show. So would anyone else yeah. who's ever buried a dead cat, by the way. <laughs> oh, a, a dead cat, Rebecca? <laughs> 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 like I'm not saying that Sadie is dumb, but when she asks where Moira went the same day her boyfriend is patching a body-sized hole in the wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, she went to a farm upstate, right? I guess so. Farther upstate. Farther upstate, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, where's Moira? I have no clue. Hand me my bone saw. <laughs> <laughs> or could you go wash my bone saw? Wash yeah. my bone saw. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's uh, an emotional high point in the episode. It's the cheerful reunion of Sadie, a.k.a. Cece, with her father. Oh, oh baby. Oh, baby. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. He says, it's okay. But we are going to have a serious talk when we get home. <laughs> that was creepy, huh? I was like, I wanted her, to, I wanted dad to be like, so do we still have some of that cupcake money coming our way? <laughs> cupcake money. Like, what's going on with the business? But then also, like, what does he know at this point? Have the cops fully filled him in? Well, he definitely knows she blew that guy when she was 14. Yeah. Is that? Yep. True. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's been following the case on television. Oh, he's probably seen all those interviews and all those videotapes on yep. TV. Yeah. Ew. All those gross ass interviews oh, where they are Daddy. really extolling the virtues of their lifestyle, which... I'm not opposed to the lifestyle generally, but like when you're talking about it like they are, it's repulsive. Yeah. The fact is I enjoy having sex with my girlfriend and our friends. And what about you, Sadie? Are you up for this? Frankly, it was my idea. It's normal what we do. Isn't she beautiful? She's 100% one of those adult women who calls her dad daddy, isn't she? 100%. Oh. And calls her partner daddy also. <laughs> <laughs> she might be working a few things out if you know what I mean. <laughs> By the way, after that, you know that she later had to go to Thanksgiving with all of her aunts who were like, so where you been? <laughs> where were you? I was running my cupcake business. <laughs> Do you know how many posters I had to put up with your face on it? <laughs> Every price chopper in the 203. I had to get a staple gun. Well, with the way that she was talking about sex, though, she was like probably just tell, oh, I was pulling a lot of hot tail. Yeah. It's probably what she'd say at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's like, I had to go to your fake funeral. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I have a lot of questions about this cupcake business. Okay. I, I just do. Like how much, I mean, did he give her the seed money for it? I mean, usually people who go into those kinds of businesses, like they were rich first, like they had a rich dad yeah. and like that's how they went into it. Like how did she start this business? Is it really a famous business? I'm sure it was TV show money. Probably yeah. it was TV show money. Yeah. Where is she making these cupcakes she probably outsources it it's like just her name on the brand right (laughs) oh yeah i have so many questions i think there are also some weird issues with none of this making sense which is (laughs) which is really you know that obviously uh season 19 and 20 like they don't understand how story works true because we had a good rape story and why didn't we just leave it at that why did it have to turn into a body behind the wall story oh yeah absolutely and like the rape doesn't make sense because there are like despite all of these other tapes there's no other instance of of that that being their mo exactly so like why would they have done this here it doesn't track. I mean, they they have like they interview presumably what 15, 20 people and they all are like, oh, no, we were willing participants. But did what were they? Didn't it seem like they were very flat in their affect and maybe they weren't willing participants and they were just saying they were to save face? That's how it seemed to me. That's where I thought it was going. And I felt like maybe they filmed that and then just changed their mind about this episode halfway through production. <laughs> 
I mean, that's possible. It definitely <laughs> like I, I don't think there's a way that it plays on screen where where we can assume that some of them have been unwilling participants. I mean, there are definitely people who are like ashamed to have been brought in, but are then like, whatever. I mean, I did this um, <laughs> like the lawyer lady. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm an attorney at a high profile firm. My private life is my private life. That's fair enough, Melissa. I just need to know if what happened with Dr. Barron and Sadie Parker was consensual. Well, I can only speak for myself, but we had a very enjoyable evening. Can I go? I love the one who's like, you watched, and then she's like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. All right, now let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Rip from the Headlines. This episode is based on the case of Dr. Grant Robichaud and his girlfriend, Sarissa Riley. The surgeon appeared on a dating reality show. In April of 2016... Robichaud and Riley met a woman at a bar, invited her to a party, then went back to his place. The woman said the couple gave her a powder that paralysed her. She said Robichaud raped her while Riley filmed it. In October, neighbours reported two women screaming for help. They said they blacked out and awoke when Robichaud assaulted one of them. The women were so drunk, however, the cops made no arrests. Later, another victim said she locked herself in the loo while Robichaud and Riley had an argument. She sneaked away after taking photos of their driver's licenses. In all, eight women came forward with assault claims. A search of the home turned up drugs, guns and hundreds of videos. Though the district attorney indicated the video showed many more victims, to date, none have been identified. After the election, the new DA said the case was politically motivated and tried to drop the charges, but a judge refused to dismiss the case. Six years later, Grant Robichaud, Sarissa Riley and their alleged victims have yet to have their days in court. Okay, so Robichaud gave one of the women a cocktail. She said, boy, this tastes funny. Does it have GHB in it? And he said, yep. That's when you really think you're going to get away with it. Wait, what? 
Yeah. Was he was he joking? Was he like trying to be just like was he one super of people... charming? It was charming the way he oh said, "Yes, I'm date goodness. rape drugging you." Yes. Oh my. Oh, goodness. did he did he wink and smirk? It's like yeah. I, <laughs> Did a little finger bang thing like yeah 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 pistol wink yeah pistol wink wow holy wow it's sort of like after someone does something horrible to you and they try to gaslight you by joking about that horrible thing they did like yeah after they slap you in the face and they say that was a real slap in the face wasn't it kind of thing <laughs> Jesus <laughs> it's like it's like one of those James Bond villain moments where like all of a sudden Bond realizes he's been drugged and he's stumbling back and the guy you didn't realize was actually the big bad says. Yes, Mr. Bond. And now I'm going to unleash my laser on New York City. You have nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so the assaults happened in 2016, but the search warrants weren't issued until 2018. Wild. Jesus. It was the focus of an intense district attorney's race in Orange County. The challenger, Todd Spitzer, accused the incumbent Tony Rakakakis. <laughs> nice job, Kevin. I'm sure it's exactly how it's pronounced. Rakakis. Uh, he accused him of waiting and timing the indictments for right before Election Day. I'm sure that's what happened. He held this press conference and described, you know, all the videos that they found. And he said, hundred. I'm not going to say it's, it's dozens. I'm not going to say it's hundreds. And then some reporter asks and says, like, how many victims do you see on, on all these different videos? And uh, he said could be up to a thousand. Oh, the question actually was like, how many videos do you have? Not how many victims? Yeah. But the DA just kind of let it stand that everybody got it wrong. It said they might have raped a thousand women. Yet they waited two years to indict them? Yeah. Nice. Uh, after he won the election, Spitzer tried to tell the judge that uh, he wants to drop the case, that uh, they reviewed the evidence, they can't get a conviction, and the uh, victims are unreliable. And the judge would not let him drop the case. No shit. He shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about within there was a review and within the department that he was definitely shopping this to one of his prosecutors who would drop it. And none of them would until he brought somebody else in. Well, you know, ladies and their sexy parts, we are not reliable. Yeah. Well, it's been kind of trying to figure out why would he in such a high profile case decide he wants to drop the charges. It has been reported that right before asking the judge to dismiss D.A. Spitzer accepted a $2,000 campaign contribution from Robichaux's defense attorney. Oh, Jesus Christ. $2,000 is all it took? Just two grand, yeah. I bet there was the promise of more. Could have been the promise of more. It can't be $2,000. Yeah, 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 I suppose that's a down payment. Yeah, and, and the, the remaining 18 or whatever is... It was like $2,000 yeah. and we will... I'll, I'll get a coalition of XYZ bundle... Blah 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 bullshit. Oh, I yeah. Blah, blah. I bet the promise was sex. Yeah, I bet there's yeah. like or was there... cupcakes. He'd be welcomed into their marital bed. Yeah, you know, I uh-huh. bet there's an individual campaign contribution limit in that race, right? Like there is around Could here, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. And it was like this, but I will blah 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 blah. I bet it had to have been. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion. In your opinion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Dr. Grant Robichaux is still listed on the WebMD Physician Finder. Uh. He has four and a half stars. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Here is one of the reviews. Dr. (laughs) Robichaux is actually a good physician. He did repair surgery on my knee. So far, the courts have not found him guilty of any wrongdoing. So 
I would recommend. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's. I would. Recommend. I love the actually the, yeah. the qualifier of actually a good physician. Love <laughs> his mom. Love his mom. Yeah, would recommend. I doubt that anything bad will happen while you're paralyzed. Oh my god! This uh, is terrible. Uh, I, I can't even. You know what else is terrible? His hair in the courtroom photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Josh Dugan. Josh, where can our listeners follow you online? It's Munch My Benson on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can go to munchmybenson.com for most of the podcast info. Uh, we have a Patreon, but I'm not going to plug that here. Do it. Because that plug would be it. weird. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just patreon.com slash munchmybenson. Um, and obviously we're on, I think, every podcast platform, everyone I've ever heard of. Um, so, yeah, you can find us pretty easily. And Rebecca Lavoy, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, they can find me on the These Are Their Stories podcast at Crime Writers On. And my uh, socials are at Reb Lavoy. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs>